0: Welcome to Season 2 of Reframe Your Life, a podcast for women who think differently and want to explore ideas and topics relevant to all areas of their life.
1: Welcome to Reframe Your Life. This is Episode 9 and today we're going to be talking about feedback. I'm here with Joanne Gibson. Joanne, how are you?
0: I'm really good, thanks, Sandy. Yeah, it's a good day today. Good. Well, I have some feedback for you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Okay.
1: See, I just set you up for this episode. Ah! (laughs) Is that not our first reaction when someone says I've got some feedback for you?
0: Done. I just walked. Okay, guys. She didn't say she was going to start like that. (laughs) (laughs) That was totally my... Got instant reaction. I'm like, what? Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what happens when we someone says, I have some feedback for you. Our first reaction is, uh-oh, <laughs> because that's usually how we get feedback. Usually people don't set us up with, I've got some feedback for you when we want to say, hey, I love your outfit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or give you positive, like just generally, I was doing a training the other day and we're talking about customer service. And someone said, well, no one ever rings to tell you you did a good job.
1: Exactly. You know, they so only ring to tell you
0: you did a bad jobs. So.
1: so we are going to wade into this whole topic of feedback today, and I think it's a great one to reframe. And I, I know that it's a topic that I've taught about, I'm sure you have as well, and definitely work through with people the importance of feedback. So, Joanne, I always like to throw you... A question at the beginning.
0: Under the bus. Yeah, maybe.
1: Sorry about that. But it makes for a good podcast. What can I say? (laughs) Have you ever been given feedback that really helped you grow?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I was a little bit more planful because I knew questions around feedback would come. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I have been so lucky in my life to work with some amazing managers who have have managed me and helped me grow I get feedback all the time from Ashley my husband which has honestly has helped me grow over the years yeah one that I wanted to mention is when we were uh, starting our masters that first residency was a real place for some deep and honest feedback and we were really encouraged to give each other feedback and I remember Having a little niggle with one of our friends, who is a friend now, <laughs> and but before we knew each other, we were just we just kind of rub each other up the wrong way. And and I remember, I think after lunch we met, and uh, she really was open, saying that she was a bit worried about giving me feedback, didn't know how I'd take it, etc. And and what she said to me is, you you say the words, but sometimes your tone of voice doesn't match mm. the words you're saying. And I was like, oh, okay. I could totally see from her perspective as maybe being a bit more of a feeler that if I say something like, well, that's what I think. What do you think? Or, uh, does anyone else have anything to say? You know, quick, my tone of voice maybe may shut people down. She let me know that she. Although I was saying the words, she didn't really believe that I was open to hearing other people's opinions. So that really kind of struck a chord with me and helped me uh, – well, still helps me today to be a little bit more mindful. You know, not all the time. Sometimes if I get caught up in the moment. But uh, nine times out of ten, I try and watch the tone or, or make sure I'm not speaking first. Um which has really helped me grow over the the few years. Yeah. How about you, Sandy?
1: So I have an example as well from – I can think of a lot of examples. I think feedback has been one of the things that's really helped me to grow in my life in general, good feedback. Mm. And I also had feedback from someone um, around the same time, (laughs) and he is also a friend of mine now. Um, but what he told me was that I say I'm tired a lot. And he said that whenever he would talk to me and he'd say, how are you? I'd say, well, I'm good, a little bit tired. And that he noticed how often I said I was tired. And he asked me what was behind that. And it wasn't something I had really ever been aware of that I said, I'm tired. I am now very aware of that. And what I think was going on is that I could use tired as an excuse. So if, if I was in a meeting and I said, oh, I'm really tired. I was up late last night writing a report. It sort of lets me off the hook for my behavior in that meeting or for how I show up in that meeting. So it was really good feedback for me, and I am very aware now of when I say I'm tired.
0: Yes, yeah, Sandy, that was, I think for me, that was a phenomenal time in my life for getting a lot of good quality feedback, and, and you, you mentioned good quality feedback, so I want to just first talk about what good quality feedback is, and it, it's very specific. Quality feedback is specific. Renee Brown in one of her books or maybe one of her um, podcasts suggested we disregard the surface type feedback. Oh, yeah, that was good. Oh, yeah, I liked your podcast. Oh, I didn't like your podcast this week. She says her strategy is she forgets all of those mm. and disregards them. So she even disregards the positive ones. It was great. It was great. It was great because that can feed the ego a little bit more and feed that I want to be liked, I need to be liked, and, oh, they like me and it's all good. So she disregards those as well as the negative, oh, that was terrible. I didn't like that one this time. She wants feedback, but she wants better quality feedback. What I liked about the podcast this time is you really went a little bit deeper into uh, relationships and asked some really pointed questions or something like that. Or what I didn't like about the podcast this time is the sound quality was terrible. So being really specific about the type of feedback that you give someone or that you listen to is part of using that feedback to grow, I believe. Right. So I think just having that in mind
1: when you're giving somebody feedback, because it's easy for us to say that, too, to just be stroking other people's egos and saying, oh, great podcast, great article, great training today, whatever it is. You know, we do that. It's it's lazy in a way, but we do it. We stroke each other's egos. But when we talk about feedback, I think there's an intention there to help people grow and to either reinforce what they're doing well, and you can only do that specifically, or to look for constructive ways that you can tell them how they can improve. So we ask for feedback. We ask for viewer feedback all the time in our newsletters and on social media. We'd love to hear not from viewers, from listeners mm-hmm. um, to our podcast, and we really appreciate it when we get it. And we have been given feedback recently that a couple of our episodes, the sound quality wasn't very good. And so that was really helpful for us. We are not sound technicians, we are two brilliant women sharing. <laughs> are gifts of brilliance with the world, but we are not sound technicians, as you probably figured out. So, hearing that, we've spent some time this week looking at different, we're using different microphones today, and we're using uh, different uh software to record our podcast so we're giving that a try and so we appreciate feedback if this sounded better let us know yeah <laughs> but that feedback was given with the intention to help us it was given in the context of I love your podcast however sometimes the sound is a little distracting
0: That's right
1: good feedback to me
0: yeah and what you're clearly asking for now is feedback on the sound we always want feedback on the content we always want to know what our listeners uh, what topics our listeners want us to uh, speak about but yeah we'd love some feedback on the sound quality of this episode and that leads to another piece about feedback if you really are practicing something so I I said to that person I said okay I'm going to try and practice to alter the tone of my voice so that it matches the intention of what I'm trying to portray with my words Mm mm-hmm I would love, and we were in groups, many groups together. I said, I would love it if by, you know, the end of Thursday night or whatever, if we could get together again and you could give me feedback on whether I have been able to adjust my tone of voice and slow my pace down. So also being very clear on the type of the element that you want feedback on. So to do a presentation and to say to someone, oh, can you give me feedback after the presentation? I say, what am I looking for? Do you want feedback on the content? Do you want feedback on your presentation skills? Do you want feedback on your eye content contact? Do you want feedback on how you asked questions? Do you want feedback on how you engage the audience? Like what kind of feedback, what, what am I looking for? And if they say all of the above, I say, okay, that's maybe not fair. <laughs> <laughs> trying to work out what it is you are practicing and then finding those people in your circles and in your life who can give you feedback on that
1: that's great Uh, and I agree totally with that comment I think we need to ask be very specific I do the same thing Mm. I'll ask people what what specifically would you like feedback on or what are you working on that I can give you feedback on in your life right now so that That's a really good thing. You know, we live in this world where feedback is so instantaneous. So I was thinking about this whole topic of feedback, and how horrifying it is for people who do post anything online. And mm-hmm. especially, you know, some people that are more in the public spotlight, who will post something, and then they'll get thousands of comments just tearing them apart or just criticizing and people have um, been able to recently hide behind social media in giving feedback that can be quite hurtful and damaging to people as well. So, you know, I think there is a caution with that Brene Brown quote as well that you mentioned about making sure that you get feedback specifically from someone who you've um handpicked as well Mm. a trusted and reliable person in your life to give you feedback because Mm. some people will give you feedback that even if it's truthful you'll be so hurt by it because you don't have a trusting relationship with them that it's hard to to get the good out of the feedback
0: And because most people are good at giving negative feedback (laughs) rather than – well, in certain situations. I think when they can live right, when they can hide behind it, it's negative. In a face-to-face situation, most people, it's positive, right? Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. But very vague. Um, So – who you're getting the feedback from is absolutely another strategy to think about with feedback. Only listen to those people. So again, Brene Brown talks about her one inch and one inch square, which I know you have Sandy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a one inch by one inch square piece of paper, uh, guys. And you can write down the names of the people whose opinions matter to you. And, if you want feedback, you can refer to the, those people. Or if you're hearing things out in the universe, go back to those people because they are the opinions that matter. And you can't fit too many names on a one inch by one inch square. Because that's, I, once I, said, it was like an aha moment when I kind of realized, oh, so people can give me feedback, but it doesn't mean I have to choose to accept it. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right so, yeah there's a podcast that both sandy and i listened to which helped us come up with the idea that we want to start this and one of the people on the podcast podcast she talks more and one of them doesn't they speak about it quite often because they get a lot of feedback saying you know such and such talks too much such and, but actually they've done a lot of work together in personality profiling and and they are very comfortable with that's the role that each other plays. One plays a more um, quieter, thoughtful, uh, structured questions role. One plays the more um, adjudication kind of role. And so I just listened to one of their podcasts recently. I don't know if you've heard it, Sandy, and they just kind of raised it again. And so that's the feedback that they hear, oh, you talk too much. They'll just disregard that because they know what they're doing that, you know, they've got their agreement and hey, if someone doesn't like you talking too much, you you have the choice of not to listen to the podcast. So, yeah. Okay. So we're talking
1: about receiving feedback. I think we should talk about giving feedback because, you know, that comes into personality a little bit as well. So we know we want to receive feedback from people we trust who are in relationship with us. We want to ask specifically for the kind of feedback we're looking for how difficult do you find it to give honest feedback to people when you know there's something that they're doing that if they would stop would really change things for them or if, if they could change whatever it is but you don't want to hurt them or upset them have you ever had that situation
0: Uh totally and I'm I'm generally okay if I know they're open. So I would normally ask, can I give you some feedback, which I've asked you a <laughs> couple of times. Right. But I know you're open to that. So I guess does it mean that I'm more I'm comfortable with other people? Um, I think, you know, with my close relationships, yeah. But I would ask, can I give you some feedback? And if they say no, then I'll just keep my mouth shut. But if they say yeah, then I'm pretty. Well, I don't know. You've been on the receiving end of someone, and I'm like, I'm pretty uh, open. Of course, I want to be thoughtful with how I how I say what I, whatever it is I need to say, and it's not negative. It's a from a, an intention of growth. Uh, so yeah, if it was someone who. I didn't really have as close a relationship with or I didn't know that they were very open for that growth then um, yeah I, I would just keep my mouth shut.
1: Yeah I think sometimes we're in situations though where you know I'm thinking of a performance review or oh, something like that as well so it's maybe Sorry. not no no you I, you were right with what you were saying I, I just was thinking as you were talking well sometimes we're in Those situations where we're formally required to give feedback to someone. So, you know, you're you're people on your team and you know there's something that, you know, it's a bit of a blind spot for them and you would like to give them some feedback on that.
0: I hated doing this when I was a manager. I I reframed it to this is to help them grow and develop. This is my job and this this feedback is in order to help them grow or to help me learn what they're going through right now. Uh, but yeah, I have a great feedback formula that uh, I use when I'm coaching clients. At first, they need to consider who should receive the feedback and where can it be given. Don't give feedback via text or right. email <laughs> right? or publicly. And people do. And it's just like, what? So yeah, where can it be given? When is it appropriate? And because of the feedback I've had before, Sandy, about my voice, I really have to think about it and I have to plan it. I I don't know if you're the same, but I have to think about how I'm going to communicate, think about the words I say. The hardest feedback for me to give is on someone's behavior because it's, it's really about them and they say, "Well, oh, don't take it personally." Well, it's about their behaviour. You know, it may not be about the work, the report you did. Oh, yeah, these words need to be changed. That's one piece of feedback. But when you're talking about someone's behaviour, that to me it goes into a different level of challenge and fear. Um, so, yeah, the 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 greatest thing people can do is describe the behaviour and be specific, like we were saying before, not general. When you turn up to work late by twenty minutes every day. Then you describe the impact it has on you. The impact it has on me is I'm left wondering what has happened. Are they okay? Is that report going to be done or whatever it is? Then describe the impact on the team or the organization. The impact on the team is they may be worried as well because we kind of care about you. But also then the next step might be I needed her to answer a question or him to answer a question. She's not there. And then describe what you'd like the person to stop, start or continue doing. That's so, great. yeah, I would yeah. like you to leave home 15 minutes earlier if that's what you need to do or guess what? I'm not going to dictate what I would like you to make sure that you are at work on time or what I did with one of my staff team is if you are going to be more than 15 minutes late, because I, I my buffer was 15 minutes, if you're going to be more than 15 minutes late, I would like you to send me a text or give me a call. So that I know you're okay, because I kind of go into are they okay? Have they had an accident? <laughs> you know, I kind of right. go into the worst case scenario. So it's a really great feedback formula to practice. Describe the behavior, be very specific, describe the impact on you, but then describe the impact on the team because it helps give context, and then be very clear about what the person needs to stop, start, or continue. Because, of course, this feedback loop we can use in a positive too.
1: I have a couple feedback stories. I was just thinking about um, two. So one is about a time I gave feedback really poorly, but it was received very graciously. And the other one was about a time when I didn't get feedback and how it affected me. So the first one, I'm just kind of hijacking Ooh. the podcast now, so go for it. Uh, I was just thinking about this. So when I was in grade nine, no, it was probably in grade ten. I was not the ideal student, so I was a bit of a handful when I went to class, which wasn't regularly. So I was in this class, and I had this um, teacher. I think his name was Mr. Radner, and he he was an older gentleman which means he was probably 30 or 40 (laughs) (laughs) in grade 10 so really anybody over 30 I don't know how old he was but he had really bad breath oh god and so in those days we sat in rows in this classroom and so he would come down the aisle and he would talk to each student and I always sat at the back of the classroom and um he as I was watching one day him coming down the aisle. And as he stopped to talk to each student, they were backing further and further away from him. And for some reason, I thought that was hilarious. I was just like, as he, you know, watching how far and I started and I was laughing. And I got kicked out of class. And I went to the principal's office. And she asked me why I was there. And I told her, you know, that i had been laughing at the teacher and She asked me why, and I told her, I said, because he has really bad breath. Wasn't I? I was such a charming student. Because he has really bad breath, and whenever he's talking to students, they keep backing away from him, and he keeps getting closer, and they keep backing away, and they're like falling off their chairs. So they don't have to talk to him and breathe and smell his breath. Mm. Well, she went and told him, and then he called me (gasps) into the office. Mm. So I was like, oh my goodness. And he said to me, he said, I just want to thank you for telling me that because that's been clearly something that's getting in the way of my teaching. And you've done me a great service Uh. by letting me know that, which now I think was so gracious. Like, I was such a brat. And I think he was so gracious to say that. Uh And... And he assured me that he was going to do something to make sure that that was no longer a problem in the classroom for
0: students. Mm. Wasn't mm. that very big of him? Yeah, very. Yeah. For a, for To hear it from a student too, or, you yeah. know, or through, through a student, yeah.
1: Anyway, that was just something I was thinking about, how important it is to handle feedback graciously, which is what he taught me, was yes. that sometimes the giver of feedback may not be the person you want to receive it from
0: but it's helpful to be open to it anyway and just to sit with it if you had told him like to his face what what could happen is he would disagree and yell and but you're right be gracious accept it and say okay you don't have to agree or disagree in the moment just say thanks for your feedback or sometimes you need to take it
1: to someone you do trust and say, hey, I was given this feedback and I'm wondering if you agree with it. If is this person, is there any truth in this? Is there something here for me to pay attention to? Or is this just a disgruntled employee or a yeah. person just shooting off their mouth?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: totally. that was my one story. My other story was something that <laughs> happened this week with feedback. So last year... I emceed an event and it's not really my comfort zone to do that, but it was a fundraiser and I was asked to be the emcee of it. And I did it and I didn't get any feedback. I didn't get any even of that oh, mm-hmm. ego stroking, good job. Nobody thanked me for doing it. it nothing. Ooh. I didn't hear a word. So I assumed I did a really bad job. Like, I just thought, wow, I must not have done a great job because nobody thanked me and no one said, uh, we really appreciate it. You know, that was good. I liked how you, you know, set up the evening and the tone of the evening. And it's a lot of work to emcee an event. Mm-hmm. And um, so, wouldn't you know, this week they asked me to do it again. <laughs> and I turned I turned it down. But they said you did such a good job last year. (laughs) And I thought, well, that's interesting because a whole year has gone by and I thought that I just really sucked at it. (laughs) And now you're telling me I did such a good job, you want me to do it again? And it was just a classic example to me Mm -hmm. of how important it is to give people feedback because when we Mm -hmm. don't get it, we can just like, we can assume either we're better than we thought we were or we're not as good as we thought you know, could be mm. or something in there. But without feedback, we don't really have any
0: idea sometimes of how our performance actually is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, another way of getting feedback, Just so I had a performance review this week for my fitness teaching classes, which is my hobby. But, I, hey, that's, I get a performance review every year. And the group fitness manager actually comes and participates in one of our classes, and I've been a fitness instructor for 16 years, but, you know, you still get nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, rem- I just remember when I first became a fitness instructor, our, with the feedback we got was through videoing ourselves. Mm. So we had to video ourselves all the time and decide ourselves where we needed to improve and how we needed to improve sometimes these things become habit and we we're not aware of them. So there's a couple of words I always say when teaching RPM and unless I hear it back, I'm not I don't understand how many times I say it and how it could really annoy people. So just and that feedback is more about expanding my vocabulary. If you want feedback on presentation skills or engaging people in seminars and stuff, that's an awesome way of doing it as well. I'm
1: working with a coach right now and we are videoing our coaching calls. There you go. (laughs) And I get the video to watch and it's interesting to see yourself in a conversation and to see your own reactions when you're asked a question and where you look and your body language and all of those things. So video is a great way to get feedback and I, I think... If you are doing a presentation, I'm, our podcast has been a great source of feedback for us when we re-listen to them and we hear, you know, I hear how often I interrupt or how often I say, um, or all of those things that you don't realize you're saying. And, and it helps me to work on those things and become a better communicator. So I think getting feedback through video or audio recordings of ourselves is a great tool.
0: Mm -hmm. And being intuitive, we know, you know, we have a little feedback loop of ourselves. We know if we did something where we may have let ourselves down and what we could do better next time. And I think it's just taking the time to reflect on some of the things we are doing ourselves as well. We don't always have to rely on external feedback. Uh, but be mindful of that gut feeling. Um, be aware of the time where you may feel happy or, or disappointed and try and work out why, what has led led you to feel that way. I had a huge learning around feedback, Sandy, I wanted to become a better coaching manager. Before I became a coach, I was managing a team of 15 people and I one of my learning goals was to become a better coaching manager. So I let the team know, I there was an assessment that I did. Maybe if people get in touch I could I could give them the assessment which I asked them to rate me on certain behaviors that good coaching managers have and display and practice so I asked them all to rate me and then I wanted to be in my in my new learning way I wanted to be transparent so I remember at a team meeting I just summarized some of the areas that I showed up really well that they ranked me on really well and some areas that I ranked lower and then that led to and here here are the areas that I am going to practice over the next six months. So as, as the team, I want to do this assessment again in six months' time to hopefully I've shifted the needle. So I'm just kind of giving you all a heads up. This is the type of feedback that I'm going to be looking for in six months' time. This is what I'm practicing. And I had one person in on the team, and she was such a feeler. She was horrified. Absolutely horrified. She did the assessment. She was so uncomfortable that I was speaking about it in a team environment, and she said, "I'm sorry, I'm really uncomfortable. I have to leave." So she she left, and we had a break. And I kind of went after. I said, "What's wrong?" She says, "I don't like. How can you do this? How, who have we? Who are we to say what you need to improve and what you don't?" And I said, "But this is about me. Like I want to improve. Mm-hmm. This is my goal. I am asking you." and she said well I, uh, I i it's just too uncomfortable for me to hear that because we are not you and we are not in your situation and we don't have to deal with all the stuff you have to deal with so how can we rate you anyway she'd already done the rating but so i instead of going oh okay and we we her and i kept that conversation going but you know what i did i did my own little feedback loop from there and my biggest learning from that is okay I was super comfortable with sharing it in a team environment. Next time, I would share it individually with each of my team members because I think it was just the team environment that got her. Well, she said it was the team environment that got her really uncomfortable and that I was just so open with, okay, here's the areas where I want to develop. And, you know, to me, then I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, here's my plan. <laughs> right. She would have taken it much better and been able to handle it much better if I'd just done it with her one-to-one and with everyone else one-to-one. There's some feedback for me. There's another little learning. That's so,
1: interesting. Yeah. I was in a feedback session one time where our manager on a team, a director of the department I was working in, wanted us to in a group setting give each other feedback. And I refused to participate in that oh. because I felt really unsafe. Like there yeah. I did not want to give feedback to people in front of other people when not unlike you they hadn't solicited it at all and that reminds me as well of 360 reviews so what Mm. is your take on those do you like them or do you not like them
0: I do like them if they're used in the correct content context of course so they are great for development and growth and I've had a couple done on me and I love it but if they're used to manage poor performance then that's not the right tool To performance management. You're you're kind of setting people up to fail in a way. One of the companies I worked for, all managers, once you were promoted to management, you all got a 360 review. And I just loved it. Now, again, I chose which feedback I was going to accept and work on. There was some feedback that I didn't rank and rate as high. Uh, so I was able to choose from that. I, like I was in control, if you like. Of course, I wasn't in control of what people wrote, but I was in control and what I did with that information and how I progressed and growed. Uh, growed? Growed. <laughs> okay. I was going to let <laughs> yeah. it go and give you feedback later. but <laughs> <laughs> How I progressed and grew. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we We're going to
1: leave that one in.
0: Oh, you do know. I have to leave that one in? No, nope. okay. you can
1: edit it if you want. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about 360 reviews. I was in a situation once where we were doing 360 reviews and it there was a, such low trust on the team and the whole anonymity part of it for me was disconcerting. I I didn't like the feeling that I didn't know who was giving me the feedback that that it was it was anonymous. And because I didn't trust half the people on the team, it was really hard for me. And we were doing it for each person on the team. So I was also giving feedback to people. And it wasn't, I I just didn't find it really healthy. I, I feel like there has to be some level of trust with people. And I feel like sometimes people can say things when they don't have to own it, when it's anonymous. And they can go a bit too far. Mm.
0: That's my yeah. thinking. Yeah, I hear you. There was some in my team at that point, there was, and that, this is referring to the feedback that I chose not to accept. There was a couple of people in my team who I think didn't feel like I was doing what I should be doing. and and not amongst my peers or my manager, but just a couple of team members. And I could, kind, yes, it's anonymous. I could kind of pick out some of those comments. And and that's where I chose not to put too much weight on some of the ratings that I got through there. But I totally agree. And see, to me, if it's kind of known that there's not a lot of trust on team, that to me is that when you wouldn't do it, because that's, that's kind of set up for failure. Like if we don't trust each other, so let's all give each other anonymous feedback. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay.
1: okay, but where I've seen feedback really used well, and it, it was something that I learned um, when we were at Royal Roads doing our master's degree, was instituting a feedback role in meetings. And so mm. I've started doing that in meetings where I have a say in how the meeting runs and I would really encourage people listening to our podcast who run meetings to consider doing this. So the way it works is that you have someone in the meeting who is an observer and that's their role and then you put on the agenda at the end of the meeting five or ten minutes for them to give feedback on how you functioned as a group so was everyone participating? And again, you can define what they're looking for, but how was your process? Did you follow, you know, did you embody the values of the organization or your team or whatever whatever it is you want feedback on? Was everybody at the table engaged? What kinds of behaviors were present that might have hold, you know, held back the conversation? And it has really helped. Teams that I've been on to institute that kind of a role in a meeting?
0: Mm, the biggest one for me through that time was one of our group in the broader group, I think, came up with the idea of so you have your team, and so they just had um, on the piece of paper, they wrote where everyone was sitting around the table, and they literally had their pen on the paper, and whenever you spoke, the lot the they just drew a line to you so if it went from me so if sandy started that would start with sandy and then i spoke it would go to me and then someone else spoke the line would go to them and then i spoke again it would go to me someone else spoke the line would go to them and i spoke and so you just end up with this mess at the end but a very clear mess that shows you where most of the talking was happening in the meeting and it was a visual and it what and you could trust that a bit more than just someone sitting back and going, "Oh well, Joanne, you spoke too much at the meeting." Right. Like here was that line that kind of showed, and and they moved it every time you spoke. It was amazing feedback. I found that amazing, and not only for the people who didn't uh, who spoke, but even good for the people who didn't speak, because my opinion of, of meetings is if you are sitting at a group and a team to achieve something you should be speaking (laughs) like you know you're coming to a meeting you should have something to say whether it's just i agree or i disagree but there's got to be something to say so i think that was a really great strategy and a really easy strategy of course the observer isn't engaged in the meeting uh, so you need to have someone play that role um but yeah do you remember that sandy i think that was yes under feedback
1: I remember it for a couple of reasons. It became a a big conversation as well about how who who was directing conversation to who, and that's a whole other conversation. But oh. it was a very informative practice to do that for sure. So I think yeah. those are some great tips on feedback. You know, we've we've talked about a lot of things that have worked, and the, and the reality is that when we talk about feedback the reality is that without feedback you probably don't have an accurate perception of who you are so there's a model called the Johari window and it is a feedback model and I'm going to put a link to it in our show notes and for me that's it's been something that I've taught whenever I do any kind of group work is this uh, feedback model and it's basically that the idea that We see ourselves a certain way and other people see us a certain way. And we have, there's areas where we don't see what other people see in our lives. And without their feedback, we don't know what they're seeing in us, their blind spots. And we want to be able to bring those things out into the open and the, and the more that we can bring things out of our blind spots into our awareness, the more we grow as, as women, as leaders, and in our lives in general. So I just I think this was a really important conversation because feedback is the only way you're going to get a full perception of who you are. How about mm. reframing or realigning, Joanne? Any any ideas that around that? Yeah,
0: I think I'd just invite our listeners to ask themselves how they can get more feedback in their lives and how they can invite more. But make it purposeful. So is there, is there a goal that you're striving to achieve? Is there a behavior that you're trying to change or alter? Is there yeah something that you're trying to do that you're striving for that feedback would be helpful and how can you invite more of that into your life who do you need to help you with that and what kind of feedback do you want so it's it's really where you're in control and don't have I mean I had that instant reaction of course when Sandy asked me the question at the beginning (laughs) of the podcast uh, which was just hilarious because we do uh, we went for a hike the last few weekends and I said to Sandy I need you to give me some feedback on our podcast you know so it's not like I'm scared I think it was just that it was like oh (laughs) in the moment she's going to give it to me right now in front of everyone (laughs) exactly sorry (laughs) (laughs) really think about how you can reframe feedback into a positive and take control of it in terms of determine what you're trying to go for, determine what you were trying to achieve, determine what you're trying to improve and work out who can provide you that feedback, which is where the relationships comes in. You know, who can give you the honest feedback? And, and Sandy and I do do it all the time. I was hiking a, a little while ago and I said I wanted some feedback. And of course, I just wasn't clear about what kind of feedback i think i said is there anything i can do that you feel will help improve our podcasts or something uh and and (laughs) do you remember you started slipping into i think i need to and i'm like no it's not about you (laughs) (laughs) it's about me and yeah just uh invite but i always like to ask can i give you can i give you feedback are you open to feedback Sandy, I want to, I want to, I'm not going to put you on the spot and share a story, but do you remember one time we went for a walk in Victoria and you said, I've been given some feedback and I'm not sure how to take it, and I'm, but I want to ask you if you see that in me too? Do you yes, remember what it was yes, about?
1: Yeah, I think I do, <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, you can share it or not, but, and I remember you asking me, I was like, yeah, I would say that's accurate. <laughs>
1: I was like, damn. Okay. (laughs) Was that about checking out? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I have a, well, now I'll just fill in the gaps there. So I have been told that when I'm in meetings and if I'm not really engaged, I just completely check out. And I thought I did a really good job of looking like I was engaged, (laughs) you know, that I had kind of mastered that I was like nodding and looking but this person saw right through it, and and he said to me, "You really check out in meetings," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like it's obvious to people." So that's what I asked Joanne about, and then I realized, and then, and then I had to do a little bit of thinking about that yeah. and reflecting on. So why do I check out? It's because I realized in that context, it was because I didn't feel valued in that particular meeting. And I didn't feel like my opinion and what I was contributing was valued by the rest of the team. And I had to work that through. Like, why was I feeling that? What was I looking for? What would it feel like? What would it look like to be valued on that team? And I had to do some reflecting in there. So it was really helpful feedback for me. And I think it has helped me I still check out. I I just do. But I I think I check out less and I'm more aware of it when I do in a meeting. So that goes to relationships. Do you have friends in your life who are giving you honest feedback? And I know for me, I have those people who I can go to and just check in on the feedback and say, "Is is this true or can you give me feedback on this area of my life because I'm not feeling like I'm either reaching my potential here or I I feel like there's something missing and I'll ask for feedback. So life reframers, that's the end of this conversation. I have a feedback quote for you and it is, no news is no news. So we often hear no news is good news, but remember when it comes to your life and to feedback, no news is no news. And we'll see you next week.
0: Hi, Life Reframers. Did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also, check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.